0: Think of whatever niche you have, you know, whatever you do online, if you're discouraged by the fact that there's a lot of creators out there, quote unquote, always remember that your goal isn't to just be another creator, it's to be the best at it. If you come in with the attitude of, I'm gonna be way better than X, then you're gonna strive for that excellence. Welcome, this is
1: your host, Award-winning travel journalist and content creator Jeff Jenkins, and you're now listening to Inspired 2022, the podcast where entrepreneurs, creatives, and the highly motivated go to be inspired. This includes Y O U. We have an amazing show for you today. So, Genevieve, take it away.
2: Thank you, Jeff. Today, we are super excited to welcome Matt Kepnes, or better known as Nomadic Matt, to the show. Not only is Matt one of the world's leading travel bloggers, but he is also a New York Times bestselling author, experienced backpacker, and hotel connoisseur. He has helped thousands of people travel for less, and we're so pumped to have him back for season two.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to have the one, the only, Mr. Nomadic Matt, Matt Keptness on the show with us
0: today. Uh, I'm glad you're here, brother. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be uh, back on the podcast again. Like you said, sure, alumni. Sure.
1: You're alumni all the way. So, yeah, you're doing cool things. Matt, where are you at right now?
0: I'm currently in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Uh, I just got here yesterday and I will be here for like a month. And then I'm going to go to Guatemala uh, before coming back to the States. I love it.
1: I love it. And you've just been a consistently a digital nomad for like almost half of your life now. What do you say that you like about it and like the whole moving part? Like how do you actually navigate that even as the older you're getting?
0: Well, I do like the flexibility of being able to work from home or anywhere I, I choose. I think that no matter what job you have, it's good you know to have a proper work-life balance And part of that is just, you know, sometimes you don't want to go into the office. So, uh, you know, the lifestyle of the digital nomad, I think, is sometimes glamorized because, you know, the grass is always greener, but nobody thinks about, you know, being in a town where the Wi-Fi is not working and you have an important meeting, right? You know, where the only cafe doesn't have air conditioning and you're on a beach in, you know, Cambodia and you're like, this is going to be unpleasant. But, you know, You don't have to commute to work, right? You know, I mean, think of all the benefits of just waking up and starting your day in a good mood, not having gone through like an hour of traffic and and just like you get to the office already burnt out. And so I think if COVID has done anything, it's shown people that remote work, digital nomadism, whatever term you want to use for it. Is not the death of productivity. It's actually beneficial to companies and it's beneficial to employees. Yeah, we're seeing
1: a lot of companies now who have been remote. And uh, I I am hearing some like new, like stricter rules on like, where people can actually be. But a lot of, of companies are starting to realize the uh, benefits to letting people be re- work remote and how much work they actually are getting done because there's a lot of statistics that say that they're actually, the productivity has improved.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I worked in an office way back in the yester- years. You know, I worked for this guy, I was the his executive assistant, and he traveled a lot. So the longer he traveled, the more time I had on my hands because there was just less work to do. And so I just remember one time that I was just like, screw it. He's already checked in for the day. I'm gonna go home. And then the next day the office manager yelled at me. And she was like, hey, you know, if you if you do need work, you can be here. You know, we can give you some work. You know, we pay you to be here from nine to five. And I thought, okay, sure, whatever. We, you know, just waved it off. But you know, that it always stuck with me. As like that was so pointless. Like, wouldn't you rather me be productive and working rather than sit, you know, on some arbitrary hour? So it's was like, okay, I'll settle five. And you know, back then, you know, it was all MySpace, you know, Friendster, and Facebook had just began. So I just sat online for an hour, and when it was like four fifty-five, I was like, okay, now I'll start packing up my things. <laughs> but like that, that that time benefited no one.
1: Right. That makes sense. And I, I, I know that we did talk about this uh, before. You've been able to build such an incredible brand and blog and me and Matt are good friends now. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm around him a lot. I, I usually like to call myself his hype man. Uh, he doesn't need it because literally the moment he walks into a room and people find out who he is, they're like, oh my gosh, I read your stuff. So, but... The one thing that I wanted to get to is just like even some of that, that origin stories of like how did you make that leap to just being an average blog to like taking it to the next level?
0: My superpower is being uh, I faked it till I made it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think how do you grow your website, you know, was so different back when I started. But I think the one thing that rings true is that as a creator, there's always too much to do. And I think until you start outsourcing stuff and hiring somebody full time, I was going to feel like you're on this hamster wheel. Now that wasn't so bad. Like it was a lot more manageable, I should say. You know, back in 2010 when I when my blogs really started taking off, so, you know. 2012, 2013, when you know there was only like two social media networks. You know, mm-hmm. and there, there wasn't so much going on online. And now that there are so many things you have to do, you know, there's so many channels, and the idea of influencer marketing is actually a thing. It was not 10 years ago. You know, so now you have to deal with meetings and all this stuff that you didn't really have to worry about. You know, when I started, you could just travel and kind of balance it all. You definitely need help. And I think the people who are most successful get help, either part time help, but definitely full time help because you can only do so much and it sucks because you have to take that income hit, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to go from making a hundred K to making, you know, maybe half that as you hire somebody full time. But, you know, that short term hit. Means you now have a lot more time to do one thing, which is grow your business. And as the CEO of a business, that's really all you should be thinking about, not answering emails. You know, uh, we have a lot of work, you know, on our team that every time they take a vacation, uh, because usually the whole team's out for the holidays and I'm not. So I, I do everything again. I learn a lot of stuff that we just don't need to do. Wow. And I'm also thankful for the fact that there's a lot of busy work I just don't need to do anymore. You know, busy work is not what the head of the company should be doing. The head of the company should be on podcasts like this. They should be, you know, think developing strategy, thinking of how we grow readers and all that other jazz. And so, you know, I think one of the best ways to succeed is to get help.
1: I love that. And that, that was something that we even talked about not too long ago. Yeah, you know, I think you should get
0: a full-time person.
1: And I, and I will. Hopefully by the time this podcast come out, uh, I, I have set for March. So y'all come holler at me, let me know in the comments or anything like that. Y'all check in to see if I actually got my full-time person. But I committed to March. And for the moment, literally, Matt, and I didn't tell you this, the moment I actually committed to bringing on somebody full-time I don't know what happened. Like my, something in my brain changed in the sense to where like I could just delegate. Like I just started thinking and I already have two part-time people. Uh, but for some reason, I could just delegate more. It, it was something about that, uh, hiring somebody full-time that made me realize like, oh man, I should be giving people this. I should be taking stuff off of my plate. How do I take more off of my plate? And I know, like you just said, you just hit everything that I was thinking in my head. So that's really dope. And you're a total master of networking. So you being able to uh, have free time to be able to network, and you actually talked about that in our last interview as well. One question to you is, how can you leverage the connections you have outside of your niche uh, to grow your own brand or business?
0: Yeah, I, you want to be everyone's person where however you identify with. You want to be everyone's person, right? Think about this, but there is tangential niches. You're traveling for overweight, you know... Plus size travel. Plus, plus size, size diaries, travel. read yeah. diaries, right? <laughs> okay, well, like, what do plus size travelers also read, right? So maybe there's a magazine for plus size people. I have no idea. Right. But if there is, I bet you they would love travel tips in that magazine. So why not pitch that magazine, which might have nothing to do with travel specifically, but is a magazine for plus size people. Plus size people like to travel. If so facto, they probably want travel tips in that magazine. So I pitch stuff like that, finance. I'm always trying to pitch finance websites. Why? People who like to save money also like to save money on travel. So I want to be the guy they go to when they need a quote, when they're writing an article about budget travel tips. I want them to think of me first for the quotes. That sure. gets a links. That gets you a promotion. And so I think too many times creators stick within their niche. And even if it's not their direct niche, I'm, you know, it could be their, their field, right? Let's say you just stick to travel. Right? Well, you're still, you know, not even thinking about the hundreds of hundreds and thousands of potential websites and creators and companies out there that kind of circle travel, but may not overlap in some perfect Venn diagram. Mm. And so sort of like the universe, right? The universe is the only thing we can see. But science tells us that if we were further along, our view of the universe would be totally different because it'd be a whole section that would be there that we can't see from our position. And so thinking of it as like overlapping Venn diagrams of universes, if you move a little toward one universe or one part of our universe, and you start to discover that one website leads to another website that maybe you didn't even know that there's all these other plus size uh, magazines or websites or podcasts or YouTubers out there. And then boom, now you have a whole network of people to reach that you didn't even know existed.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it, they become channels. They become like yeah. your channels to be able to to expand and do more. And we, even with that, like just talking about networking and stuff like that, the members of Chubby Diaries loves the, uh, the nomadic network. And it's just, it helps us be able to travel better, cheaper and longer. And I know that's y'all's like motto and weight.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Cardia Advisory Group. Is your organization or brand struggling with how to attract, develop, and support culturally diverse teams? Perhaps you are the owner, tenured executive, or a rising leader who wants to ensure equity and inclusion but have no idea what to do or where to start. At Cardia, they specialize in helping organizations create inclusively diverse spaces where people thrive, Cardia Advisory Group is a Black owned, woman of color led firm that prioritizes institutional transformation and individual activation. Change is both possible and sustainable when industry leaders are willing, equipped, and committed to a new future. Book your consultation today at cardiaaustin.com. Cardia Advisory Group Engineering inclusively diverse cultures one leader at a time.
1: Can you describe that moment you realized you wanted to curate uh, the nomadic network?
0: Like all things I do, it started way, way long ago. I tend to sit on ideas for a really long time and then try to move as quick as I can. This was 2015 when I was going around on a book tour that I thought it would be really cool to have a meetup for travel, like meetup.com for travel. For sure. Some sort of social network. I took information from my late friend, Scott Dinsmore, who ran Live Your Legend. He sort of had this like Live Your Legend local and were like small little chapters of readers that would meet up everywhere. And I was like, that would be a cool idea. How could we develop that and travel? How could we scale it? And so like, we ran around and we did a whole bunch of meetups, asked a bunch of questions. We did two trial runs. And then I just put it on the back burner because we got really deep into TravelCon. Didn't have the time for it, and then it was circa 20 early 2019. That I was like, okay, I think like it's time to bring this. I think we have developed a community enough. You know, running TravelCon really showed me how to do events and community stuff, and that's when we said this. This is where we're going to move forward with it. You know, because I think all of online creatorship is a fight against the algorithm. True. You know. It is a zero-sum game. If I rank number one, you can't rank number one. And it doesn't matter if you know somebody reads four or five blogs and, and they tend to do. you know we follow hundreds of creators. but if Facebook or Instagram changes their algorithm, hey, you don't know, get to be seen as much, right? and And you're always fighting this uphill battle. But events, People show up to events in person events. You have in person events. People show up to them, right? It is a blue ocean, right? There's no algorithm. You know, there's, it's an email. People sign up or they don't sign up. Uh, there's not a lot of competition in the Mm -hmm. event space. The way there is, you know, for search, it requires a network. You know, you have your own creator thing in Austin, you know, and then you can do Dallas and Houston and, you know, you, you grow that way, but it requires a lot of in person face-to-face resources that one a lot of people don't have and two don't have the personality I have. Right. So I am not as social as you are. You are like the happiest man, the most (laughs) like you can meet everybody. I like tend to like stick to like people I know, except when I'm traveling, which is really weird. I have two very different personalities. That makes sense. On the road I meet I'm like hello to everyone at home. I'm just like, we're my friends.
1: No, literally seeing you in Croatia, you was going. Was, I was like, oh, wow, Matt.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's like, who ca- you know, who cares? Right. But it's just weird. And I can bring some of that home, but not all of it. But I do have the resources to just launch 20 different cities at once. So I went that route. So there's going to be some things involved. And so I think one of the reasons I really wanted to do it is because I was just tired of fighting everyone for SEO. And I wanted to build something That was scalable on a person-to-person basis. Nobody wants to come to an event alone, so they bring a friend, and every friend is a new member of the tribe, and they meet a bunch of other people who say it's not weird that you want to quit your job and spend a year, you know, riding horses around Mongolia, and you know, and so they're like, "Oh, okay, I found my people," and then they're like, "Hey, wait, I know somebody else." You just kind of build slowly, but. If COVID has taught us anything, it is that people crave community and human connection. And I yeah. think I've never been more bullish on our events than I was since COVID happened.
1: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That is definitely amazing. And just just you continue to just uh, grow personally uh, as a business owner as and, and, and within yourself as well. Uh, what used to be one of your
0: greatest weaknesses? Um, management. Mm. I'm not a people person when it comes to business. I'm very direct. And mm-hmm. so Erica, my uh, former assistant, now director of events, always kind of coaches me on how to like be a little bit more of a people person. They all say I, you know, I was a robot and I'm a lot less robotic now. And so I think that was one thing I, I sort of had to, to learn as a manager. As, as the team grows, you know, the team is nine people now.
2: And, you know, I mean, wow.
0: some of them don't even work for me. Like, I, there's two people I have zero interaction with on a day to day basis. You know, so the more that grows, the more you have to become a, a better manager because mm-hmm. they don't know me from Adam. I mean, they know me because they work for me, but they don't, I'm not their direct report.
1: Wow. And I, I love that. And you have one of the strongest teams and most awesome teams. Out there, Erica, you mentioned earlier, Chris, all the folks that's there. What advice do you have for building out an ultimate team uh, that can best help your business grow?
0: You know, I'd say if you have two part-time people like you do, make them one full-time person. Mm. If you're getting someone's half time, you're getting half their attention. And you want people who wake up every day and only think about your company. They mm. only think about their role and maximizing their Responsibilities. You know, Erica, all she does is focus on you know, growing our events, right? Chris does content. You know and, and not having people have too many different functions because, okay, if you have a full-time person, now you have 100 percent of their time. But if you're splitting up into 10 different things, well only a tenth of their time is on each task. And so really like having a narrow scope in their role, Will really help them just be better at that role. And when it comes to hiring those people, I would also say search within your brand first because the people most excited to work for you and spread you know the gospel of your website are the people who read it and follow it already. They're mm-hmm. gonna they already gonna know your brand. They're gonna know what it stands for. They're gonna know your content. You know they're gonna be like very excited. You know like yeah, I love this stuff. And when people love something, they want to share more of it. It's not just some random job they've found on LinkedIn.
1: No, I love that. I love that. This has been awesome information. I really do love all of this. And just like last year, we asked two questions and we asked every guest that comes on this show. Uh, and so here goes the first question. What are you inspired to do Be have in 2022?
0: Uh, what am I inspired to do? be in Austin more and have a home and just kind of like a little bit more balance in my life.
1: I love that. I love that. And then the last one is, can you give some words of encouragement to our audience?
0: Sure. Think of whatever niche you have, you know, whatever you do online, like the restaurant industry. There are a lot of restaurants in the world. Most of them are terrible. And, and the Gordon Renzies of the world, you know, didn't, wake up and say well there's a lot of restaurants i'm not going to start one they said mm-hmm. screw this i'm make a better restaurant you know the new italian place that opened up opened up because they think they have an awesome product and so if you're discouraged by the fact that there's a lot of creators out there quote unquote always remember that your goal isn't to just be another creator it's to be the best at it you know like the restaurant industry Yes, you have, there's a lot of creators. Most of them are terrible. There's only going to be a few good ones, Jeff included as one of the good ones. And for the most part, most people are just going kind to of meander a lot. You know, they're not going to really like go anywhere. But if you come in with the attitude as I'm going to be way better than X, then you're going to strive for that excellence, you know? And a final thing is to remember that no matter how big you think somebody is, they're small. Mm. There are 3 billion people on the internet. The most followed person on TikTok, not TikTok, um, Instagram great. is uh, Selena Gomez with like 150 million people. Okay, that's 150 million people, but there's 3 billion people on the internet, right? You know, a blog that gets a million readers a month is cool, but there's still, hundreds of millions of people that they don't reach. So there's never think about like, oh, there's too many people I can never grow. No, there's plenty of people. You're just gonna find your tribe and you know focus on that. Because there's always people out there. And there's always people out there you're not gonna know of and that's not gonna know about you. And it's not like walking down the street where there's you know a set amount of physical space. The internet is infinite and so is your potential.
1: I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Kepnis in the building. Thank you so much again, sir. Is there any like shout outs or things that you want to uh, get people's attention on?
0: Yeah, yeah. Come check out my website, uh, nomadicmat.com. Social media, everything is nomadic Matt. And then if you're a creator, uh, we have an amazing conference in April, uh, April 29th to May 1st, 2022, called TravelCon. Jeff is speaking at it. It's a three-day educational networking event where you can meet your peers, learn how to improve your business and network with brands and DMOs.
1: I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again. We'll have the show notes where you can find all of his links and a link to TravelCon as well. And thank you again for being here, brother.
0: Thanks for having me, man. It's always good to be on.
2: You just listened to Inspire 2022 with Jeff Jenkins, presented by Chubby Diaries. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcast. Catch our next episode on Tuesday at 5am. Stay inspired, my friends.